Amen. Ready for the word? Yes, Are you sure? Yes, sir. I have things to say. Oh. Yes, Hope you have condiments. Yes, we have things to hear. <laughs> Amen. You have to learn the word. You know, your camp meeting will flow with the Holy Ghost. We'll also learn the word. The church of Jesus is very charismatic in such a way that a believer must know how to flow with the Spirit and how to understand God's word properly. Amen. Ready for the word? Yes, sure about that? Yes, oh, somebody says, leave them I Let's say this together, our Father. In the name of our Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in Christ. There is no confusion. There is no contradiction in this atmosphere. We behold you as we see ourselves. In him, your name alone is glorified. And we are edified. Amen. Amen. All right. Matthew 16. Let's go there. Amen. In camp meeting, the pattern of camp meeting is Matthew 16. You know, we said this company is part of the Christian Gunnar Income Ministries, Matthew 16. Amen. All right, let's go. Matthew 16. And we, we want to look at quite some subjects this evening. We want to ask ourselves certain questions. Today is going to be introduction, and I'm going to pick it up in the course of this meeting. And um, in this camp meeting, we... We have a special emphasis of God to explain to you a big question. And that question is, um, who are you? What is man? Why am I on this earth? How many of you want to know that? All right, let's go. Matthew 16, verse 13, it says, And Jesus came onto the, into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, some said unto, said, some say that John the Baptist, some says Elias, others Jeremiah, and one of the prophets. And he said unto them, but whom do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my father which is in heaven. And I says, I say unto thee, that thou had Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen. So he says, who do you say I am? I will pick up, up and that's the big question that we have to ask ourselves in this camp meeting. Who really are we? When we say, who is man? You know, I, I've been teaching some things in church. Uh, for those of you that have been in Rochester, the place Jesus lives, amen. Those of you that came from other cities, I don't know if Jesus lives there, but yeah, in Rochester, God lives here. Say glory. Rochester people are far. <laughs> okay, amen. I, I think a lot of people are still on their way coming. Hopefully they meet us. <laughs> <laughs> or they will meet next session. Amen. amen. We're supposed to pray for them, not laugh for them. Just say in Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. So we've been asking some questions as we progress in our Bible study in the course of this year. And we've been asking ourselves, and we've been saying, what exactly is man? You know, I, I've been very curious since almost the beginning of this year 
to find out a bit of a question of even myself, why am I on this earth? Yes, I know I'm a preacher. Yes, I know who we, we, we're doing this, but it's, it goes beyond that. Why this earth? Why not? Why am I not an angel? You know, why am I not an animal? Why am I not a dog? Why am I not a snake? Why am I a boy? Why are you a girl? You know, some people are boy girl. You know, <laughs> we live in. Uh, I'm going to step on toes today. This is camp meeting. So, so if you don't like it, sorry. You didn't pay me. <laughs> Uh, because I know we leave, this is, is this Pride Month? No, it's not this month. This is not Pride Month. It can, come meeting month can never be Pride Month. We will, re, we will rebook it. God forbid. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So why are you, why are you here? Why are you black? Why are you light-skinned? Why are you, um, which other colors do we have? You know, some people have mixed colors. Caramel, yellow, brown, chocolate, ash. Ah. <laughs> so the people. <laughs> so some people can be ash. Now this is interesting. <laughs> Which other colors do we have? I think the only confused identity that people have not gotten into is these colors. People still know their colors. You know now you can see I identify as a as a as an animal. Like you say, I can identify as a goat. Like I can identify as, you know, someone like uh, Corridena and Abraham. You know, they can just look and say, I, I'm a goat. Tomorrow, <laughs> I just, you know. <laughs> Always, indeed, they are markers so that we can know who God is not using or who God is using. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So now, I think that's the only one they've not gotten a problem with. They've not. The world has not had problem with this four-color thing yet. It's getting there. So we have to quickly deal with it now before it gets there. Before you start saying, oh, I don't, I don't identify as black. And you are looking at them. <laughs> so I don't identify as black. I identify as orange. I identify as neon. <laughs> All right. So I say, where is this guy going to? Ah, we are on a long journey. It's five days now. Amen. So we want to ask ourselves, who are we? Why are we on this earth? Why did God even create this earth? I don't know if you have wondered those questions. Oh, let me see your hand. Oh, yeah. We want to answer them in this camp meeting. Why did God create the earth? Why did he put us on this earth? Because we've been asking, I'm just doing an introduction like tonight, I'm just going to introduce what we're going to study. So if you miss any session in this kind of meeting, it's your choice. We're going to, we, 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 I just want to introduce to you certain things that you need to understand. Why are you on this earth? Why did God even create the earth? Why did he not make you an animal? Why did he not make you a serpent. Why a human being? Because a lot of people want to leave the earth so quickly. I remember, I'll share a story. When I was much younger, I stayed in my room for two days saying, Lord Jesus, just come now. Come quickly. 
Just come quickly, I'm tired. How many of you feel that way before? He says, ah, I'm just tired of the eight. Come quickly and take me to my real home. How many of you have had that question? Take me to my real house. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. So take me to my real house. So somewhere in your mind, because of what you have read in John 14, it says, my father says there are many mansions. So you now think there's one mansion. You now turn Jesus to a carpenter and a construction worker to be making one mansion for you somewhere that you are going to go and live. So you are wondering, this world should go so that I can enter my mansion. And you have never given offering before. <laughs> it says, this world should just end now so that I can go to my mansion. And you ask people. I mean, I remember I was on outreach one day. And I asked this guy, I said, do you believe in afterlife? He said he doesn't believe in it. And that was my question. He said, he now gave me a theory from scripture. I will not share that with you so I don't get confused. We'll look at that as we, as we move. <laughs> you know, as he, he arose my question and he said something. He said, if there is truly an afterlife, why have we not seen it? Okay, what is going to happen in the afterlife? Okay. As he said that, I said, hmm, you know, you can't form like, you know, when you're on outreach, that's, that's not the time you can say, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can say, those are not the times. You, I remember I, I argued with an 80s for, from about, about 10 a.m. in the morning, if I'm not mistaken, about 10 to 11 in the morning to about 5. We're just going back and back, back to forth. Give me your own point, I give you my point. Give me your point, I give you my point. Give you. So he now gave me one checker. When downtown Indianapolis, I will never forget it. He now gave me one checker. He said, if God is truly God, let him come down now. <laughs> this was why some years ago. I said, ah. I said, it's true. <laughs> Look at me that I want to preach the gospel. You see, so why, why am I saying this story? Knowledge is key. <laughs> no, I said, ah, it's true. Me that want to preach to him and get his say. So he just said, you see, you can't answer. I said, all right, take care, brother. <laughs> I went home and I felt like, wow. I picked up my Bible again. I said, ah, what is inside this Bible that I don't know? What is here? That's why I had another conversation with one Muslim. He said, I've finished the Bible 26 times. He? As at that time, I've not even finished my own. As I'm quoting the scripture like this, he's finishing it for me. He? So I'm quoting one. He said, no, that's not how you quote it. You miss the hand. He? he said, you're supposed to put hand there. Ah. He just quoted for me. He said, no, no. I said, and I asked him, so you read the Bible 26 times and you not believe God. Ah. And I said, okay. Ah. I will go and read my own. I've not finished it. But I want to find out what made you, what did you read that did not make you believe God? You know, some people are very, but thank God I've not found it and I will never find it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So your knowledge is very key. Because we live in a world, we are in the United States of America, not just the United States of America, for us in Rochester here, I told you about Rochester guys, are going to be biased. Uh, if you have watched the video on Sunday, I told you guys. So for those of you that came from other cities, don't worry, I love you. But 
Rochester, we're still going to be seeing ourselves. Rochester, shout glory. <laughs> you know, especially for us in Rochester here, we live in a very educated city. How many of you have served that? People ask questions. Questions. Unending questions. And the biggest question of humanity is who we are. Who are we? Who am I? I think if we can answer this question, a lot of things will done on you. The reason why people are saying I'm homosexual, I'm a gay, I'm a lesbian, I identify as an animal, I identify as so many things, is because they don't know who they are. They don't know why they are on this head. They don't even know why they were created. In this camp meeting, our eyes is going to open. Yeah. That our eyes will open. Our eyes will see and behold the riches of God's word. That we'll be able to comprehend the truths and see our identity. And see who truly we are on this earth. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So who are we? Let's go. Ready to study? Look at Genesis 1. We looked, we looked at people. You know, Jesus asked the question, who the men say that I am, right? And guess what happened? The disciples did what? What did the disciples say? Some say you are John the Baptist. Ah, brethren. Did they not see John the Baptist die in their very eye? <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm saying. They saw John the Baptist die. They now said, you are John the Baptist. And I said, some say, you are Elijah. Uh-uh. Elijah that they read. How did he come back? Some say, you are Jeremiah. Maybe because they saw Jesus cry. The weeping prophet. <laughs> so some say, you are Jeremiah. He says, but look, look at what Peter said. Peter said, you are the Christ. The son of the living God. And what did Jesus say? Say, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. Oh, so that means for me to know my identity, it must be supernatural. My identity can only be found supernaturally. You can't use philosophy. You can't use science to find out who you are because they didn't create you. Oh, no, 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 no. Science are discoveries. Technologies are discoveries. I know we are in the season of AI, different things, technology, things moving fast. In fact, me and my father were speaking earlier this week. Maybe he's watching me now. We're talking about cars that are flying on water. Different things going on. There's now space cars, different things. Oh, yeah. Different things. iPhone 15 is coming out now, iPhone 16 is about to come out. Different, in fact, in America now, they said in the next 10 years, there will be no automatic cars in the, in the, in, at, uh, around again. It's going to be um, different things. <laughs> so we just come out now, we just look around and say, <laughs> just, just look around you and just say, wow, <laughs> the glory of God. <laughs> you just, you just, maybe, maybe, Maybe you just, maybe something, instead of me coming this way, 
Maybe a car will just pick me from my house and land me here on this, <laughs> on this stupid. In the next 10 years, camp meeting, you'll just be seeing different appearance. So, the pastor will meet you very soon. And that very soon, whew, they are there. <laughs> Amen. So, as the word is, those are discoveries of men that can define who we are. They are discoveries. You are pressing your phone every minute. A man like you made that phone. And you think you can get your identity from the phone? No! You can't get an identity from what another man made. That, that identity or that phone didn't create you. Where you will find your identity is in the written word. Where you will find God's purpose, God's plan, God's imagination for your life is in the written word. And that's why knowledge is key. You can't afford to be ignorant. No, 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 no. As you are advancing in knowledge naturally, as you are advancing in knowledge in your school, in your job, in your businesses, in your everything, you must advance in knowledge spiritually. In, as, you, as you are growing up in Christ's world, you must advance. Your knowledge of Christ must be deepened. Because that is how you will find who you are. Jesus asked the question, who do men say that I am? And the, imagine the disciples he stays with every day. They still couldn't know him. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. He has done mighty miracles in their presence, taught them the word, and yet he asks them, who do men say that I am? Say, <laughs> Some say, you are Elijah. Some say you are John the Baptist. Ah, ah. But this, you know, the, that's the one that paid me the most. <laughs> they saw John the Baptist die in their very eye. Why would you still call Jesus John the Baptist again? And that is how many of us are. I will ask you, who are you? You say, I'm a sanguine. I'm choleric. I'm a claw, mere claw. Or this one that is a cancer. Pisces, Libra, uh, Pisces, Libra, uh, Libra, and um, Scorpio, Cancer, uh, which other one? Sagittarius. Eh? What do you say? Spices. Aquarius. Oh, oh, aquarium. <laughs> I wonder how somebody will say I'm a cancer. A cancer. <laughs> who, who are people in the cancer month? No, you don't want to show you. You don't want to show yourself. You don't want to show you. It's June people? March to June. June Gemini. Ah. Different identity. And who created those things? Man. Man, somebody like you just woke up in the morning. People like this. People from this month to this month, this is the way they behave. They are Gemini. Yeah. And those things, let me tell you, are backed up with spirits. Devilish spirits. So some of you, you are, you are taking a status that is not yours, and you don't know. Let me tell you how life is. 
every man in this world, I'm, I'm, just doing a, I'm just doing an introduction. I've not got it to my someone. Oh, that's why you have to be in all of the sessions in this cafeteria. I'm just doing that. Because we are going to look at things clearly. Amen. Every man or everything in life starts with words. From the imagination, then the next thing is words. And words are backed up with spirits. So the thing you saw on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, they are not neutral. No information is neutral. No information is neutral. Every information is targeted at something for you. Every, how many of you have read something before? And as you read that thing, you just got stabilized. You, you're just, you just are feeling sad. What of you? You've read something online before, you just start feeling sad. It's to tell you no information is neutral. They are backed up with spirits. The God of this world. That is why Paul told us, our preaching and our teaching is not with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but with the demonstration of the spirit and power. So that when you preach, he now says that our words will not stand in the wisdom of men. So that is why the preaching of the gospel is also supernatural. So that when, you are, when the word of God is being taught, something is also happening to you. I know something very clearly like I know my name. That in this camp meeting, something will happen to you even while we are speaking. Amen. I know it. That fog in your eyes that is not giving you clarity as touching what God has called you to do, it will be taken away. Amen. In the name of Amen. Jesus. Many of you, you just think, and I told you, if you listen, I thought this year, following God's plan for your life, you can listen to it. Many of you just think, life is just, we just wake up one morning, you just give, you're just, um, and life already planned it for you. In, in America today, you wake, you, you go to school, you go to elementary school, from elementary school, you move to middle school, middle school, you go to high school, from high school, college, if you go, if you don't go, it depends. But from college, your life determines. Your life moves. <laughs> from there, somebody will start asking you, when are you getting married? <laughs> from after the marriage, when are you having children? After one child, when is the second one? Life is that way. After the second one, ah, is that all? They will be asking you, is that all? After the third one, ah, please be calm. Oh. The same people that told you to rush before, they'll never tell you, please be, <laughs> please <laughs> take it gently, oh. you know? <laughs> From there, you will not be there. You will not be looking for money. Then you die. <laughs> you build house. They will tell you, ah, you have not even built house in your family house somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. Go to your, maybe you are from Chicago. They will tell you, go to Chicago and buy a house there. They say, eh, where's the mortgage? No, you will say, no, I'd rather stay in an apartment. You know, <laughs> different things. From there, 501k theory. So save us, save us so that you will know, you will know um, what they say. You will not die poor. From there, you will now die. From the dead, you now will say, from before you even die, you will say, this world is not mine. You know, started saying, everything is vanity. Is that really what life is about? <laughs> Obviously, no. Nope. That can't be. That's why we are here to study. Hallelujah. That can't be why. That can't be what life is about. 
That can't be why you are here. That after school, you go to college, after college, you move, after you move, you that can't be. That can't be your purpose. That can't be your identity. That can't be who you are. It's too, he's too coordinated for God. <laughs> That's too coordinated. Because life already has its patterns. But who made the pattern? God or man? Hallelujah. Alright, look at Genesis 1. Let's see if we can. Let's see if we can kickstart something that will continue later. Right? Enjoying this? Alright, don't worry. don't worry. I'll let you go tonight early. We'll, we'll do some work tomorrow. Don't worry. It's going to be a very interesting study. Oh boy. Ready to learn? Oh, I'm ready to teach too. <laughs> Genesis 1, 26. Why are we starting from Genesis? I'll give you a big background. The author of Genesis is the beginning of the scripture. So that means, I've been explaining this over the course of the year. And I said, if you want to understand the Bible, you can understand the Bible by reading from the middle. You have to read from the beginning. I remember when I was much younger, <laughs> I heard a story of somebody that just woke up one day and said, Lord, give me a verse to read. So he picked his Bible and he read, and Judas hung himself. He closed it and said, no, 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 no. <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> then he opened another one. That wish you want to do, do quickly. <laughs> Judas hung himself, do quickly. He closed it again. Behold, I may come, and I tarry not. Ah! <laughs> so that can't be how you read Bible. Many of us, we don't even, some of some, some, we even in Sunday service, they start looking for Osha. Osha, please give me Bible. Please give me Bible. No. When you want to understand the Bible, you must start from Genesis. Genesis is the beginning. You can't understand the Bible from reading from Matthew. Because in Matthew, let's go to Matthew 1. Let's quickly go there. Ready? Are you, are you still in camp meeting? Yes, You're not sound like you meeting? Yes, still in camp meeting? Yes, All right, go to, go to Genesis, Matthew 1, 1. It says, are you there? It says, this book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac begat Jacob, right? Now see, if you start your reading from this place, hope you know you won't understand. Hope you know. They are taking you back, right? So you have to first go and understand what has happened to Abraham, what has happened to Isaac, right? What has happened to Jacob, so that you will understand. Okay, let's continue. See, look at in Matthew 2. Let's see what it says. Go to verse, um, look at, no, before we go to Matthew 2, go to Matthew 1, verse 22. Matthew 1, verse 22. It says, now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying. So that means you must have gone back to the prophet. You must have read what the prophet has said. Are you following me now? So that means they are taking you back. The writers of the New Testament are taking you back to where? The Old Testament. To go and read. So that means if you have not understood what happened in Genesis to Malachi, you will understand the scriptures. Now, when Jesus said, all scriptures 
When Jesus was talking about the scriptures, hope you know Matthew to Revelation has not been written. Hope you know. So what was Jesus' Bible? Genesis to Malachi. Hope you know Paul hasn't written anything to any church. What was the church reading before Paul wrote anything to them? Hope you know the letter that Paul wrote to them is not Bible. It's only Bible to us in our world. It's like if I write a letter to you now, and that's, that now becomes your Bible. You know that can't be your Bible. That's just a sermon. Just like the sermons we have on SoundCloud, on podcast, that is not the Bible, right? It's just an explanation, right? Okay, now, so that means you have to hold the Bible. So what was the Bible that the church of Ephesus was reading? What was the church that the church of Corinth was reading? The Bible that the church of Corinth was reading. What is the Bible that the church of Philippi was reading? Are you, if you understand it to this point, let me see your hands. Okay. So that means you have to understand the Bible from the very beginning. So that means in the reading of the Bible, you've got to start from the beginning. So if you miss it in Genesis, if you miss it from the beginning, you are going to miss it all throughout your study. Because the writers were writing from one another. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay, let me quickly do another one for you. Look at in Genesis 1. I don't know if I've listened to Led Be Light. We, we studied Led Be Light this year. I don't know if I've listened to it. Oh, just a few of you, okay. Look at in Genesis 1. It says, <clears throat> in verse 28, or let's see for verse 26. He says, and God said, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over all the heads, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. For God created man in his own image and in the image of God, he created he him. Male and female, he created them. He now says, and God blessed them. God said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Have dom- he says, and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I give unto you herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth. Now, look at in Genesis 3 verse 1. Genesis 3 verse 1. I want, to sh- I want to quickly show you something before we get into our study. Look at Genesis 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. Okay. So that means if you have not read Genesis 1, 26 to 28, you will understand the beast of the field. Okay, let's go. Put your hand there. Go to Genesis 28. Have dominion over the fish of the earth, sea, fowl, hear every living thing. That creepeth and moveth on the earth, right? It now says, look at it. Look, okay, let's see verse 26. Look at verse 26. Or let's see verse 25. Sorry. Let's look at let's do verse 24. <laughs> let's look at verse 24. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creature after his kind, cattle, creepy things, and the beast of what? The beast of the earth after what? And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and the cattle and the kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after what? After his kind, and God said that it was good. Then look at it in Genesis 3 verse 1. And the Sabbath was more subtle than what? 
every what? Beast of the field, right? That same Genesis guy. So that means he's part of the creation. He's part of the creation. I won't, I won't go further. Go and listen to... <laughs> this is someone that is not yet out. It's a very long series. The rebellion of Genesis 6, the rebellion of Genesis 3, the rebellion of Genesis 11, the falling world. We'll put it out after this camp meeting. So we want to use this one to introduce it so that you can understand. Amen. Okay. Praise God. <laughs> up, up, Jesus. Up, up, Jesus. Down, down, Satan. <laughs> okay, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Let's see. Let's see another one that we have to understand from Genesis. Look at in Genesis 1. He says, let there be light. And there was light. A lot of people have said, he was Jesus. <laughs> How? But Paul now told us, in 2 Corinthians 4, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them, in whom the God of this world, as blinded the eyes of many, lest they believe the glorious gospel of Christ. It says, the light that now shines. So that means, if I see light in the New Testament, you know, John wrote about light. Where would I go back to? So that means if I don't understand light in Genesis, I will miss light in John. Because they are writing from one another and explaining one another. Am I making sense? Do you understand how to read the Bible now? So you have to go back to where? The beginning. If you now, somebody say, what if I now have a problem with Genesis? Use S2 dots. <laughs> because Paul was writing, and I say Paul, Moses or the writers were writing to the same audience. Are you understanding me now? Okay, now see. Go back to that Genesis 1, 26 to 28, so that we can kickstart our study. And I'll just do a brief explanation and we'll continue tomorrow. We're going to have a great time in this meeting. Amen. Studying our identity. The question is, who really are we, right? Why am I on this earth? Why am I a man? Why am I not a goat? <laughs> you know, if these questions are not answered in our today's world, we are going to keep having identity crises till the world begin, till the world ends. As, as there was a survey in California now that young people at the age of five in elementary school, they are being taught about their sexuality. And once they see that they are at in elementary school, you are being taught about your sexuality. And once you decide that you can no longer be a boy, immediately they will make you a woman. I mean, in this our same country. I mean, what, how, what does a five-year-old child, brethren, what does a five-year-old child wants to know about his sexuality? What kind of world are we living in? And immediately, there's a place where they will take him in the school and they will make him a woman. So you will be having to answer those questions. This camp meeting, you, you have to learn. That's why you must pay attention. You are going to see a lot of young people coming to you and ask you, where am I a boy? 
you must be able to answer them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You must be able to answer, why am I a girl? Why am I not an hermaphrodite? Now in our world now, before it was him and he, now there's, <laughs> there is so many. They, them, whom, who, she, mu. I've not heard if before. I'm just hearing if for the first time. <laughs> so, you must be able to answer those questions from God's word. That's why we are here. Look at in Genesis 1. Now, let's see it. Let's look at from the very beginning, right? We said we must be able to study it from the beginning, right? And we said this is the way at least the first thing about man was said. All right. If you, if you want to, because of our time, you, we can read from Genesis 1 to verse 26. You won't find man yet. So the first time man now was mentioned in the Bible is Genesis 1 to 26. And that's you and I, right? All right. So he says, and God said, let us make man. I remember some people, some stupid people, let me use that one. They call themselves God the Father, God the Mother. <laughs> I was having a conversation with them. And I always have conversation with all these people many a times. And... They, they keep showing their stupidity. And I asked the guy a question. It was in IUPUI, Indianapolis. I will never forget. Second floor. I will never. We sat down together. Close to that place where they were dancing. You know that dance class? Those of you that are from IUPUI, that studio, that was the place. So we sat down and we had a conversation. He said, that let us there. It means God was talking to his wife. Eh? Ah, I said, say it again. <laughs> he said, God is talking to his wife. He has a bride. Eh? I said, continue. He said, the bridegroom, the bride. When they say the bride, ah. I said, bro, you hope you know that madness starts gently. <laughs> so, when they, you know, that's why you must know the scripture. Because they know that they are wrong sometimes. They just want to stay in their ignorance. So when I started showing him the guy's scripture and explaining it, he said, all right, we'll, we'll have this conversation later. I said, no, I want to have it now. I want to. So I followed him. Let's have this conversation. <laughs> let's, let's have this conversation now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So it's, that's actually the supernatural word. When he says, let us. And I've explained this, when you listen to that series, the following word, you understand this. When it says, let us make man, it was talking about the supernatural beings. It was talking to the host of heaven. It's a supernatural word context. We'll explain that. It's, this, is not the, this is not the teaching for that. All right. So it says, let us make man in our own image, after our likeness. And he told them something. And I want you to pay attention. And I want you to look at it. It says, let them have dominion over the fish. Eh? Mm. So that means your superiority is over fishes. <laughs> you know, you know, you'll be thinking, ah, ah. So that means God created me to be above fish. I mean, now, if you want to take it literally, say, oh, wow. Over the fowl of the air. Who are the fowls of the air? You want the fowl does not move on the air. Fowl moves on the land, except the witches. 
It all says, overhaul the earth, every creeping things that creeped upon the earth. So that's to let you see that this text has to be explained properly. Are you seeing it now? Because fowls does not move on the air. Are you seeing it now? So that means we have to now. When you now see those things, you check it again. That's the supernatural word context. Because that was why I took you to Genesis 3 when it says the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. Now, does snake talk? So do you mean that snake talked to Adam? No, don't forget those Jehovah Wickedness book. That yellow book that make you, did not draw one serpent? <laughs> and did not look like he's talking. Snakes don't talk. Someone say, because sin now happened, God now made them, they, are, they are barely follow the flow, they now stop talking. That does not make sense to a logical mind. You get to what I'm saying? Serpents don't talk. It's to show you that that is supernatural. You and I know, okay, look at Revelations 12. Let's go to Revelations 12. That's to show you that the Bible is one. Go to Revelations 12. Let me show you something there. Revelations 12. Quickly, 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 quickly. Revelations 12 verse 9. Are you there? I'll wait for you. Revelations 12 verse 9. Sorry, in this place we don't show, we don't show Bible on projector. I'm so sorry. That's not the way I'm trained. We don't show Bible. You have to see it so that I'm not deceiving you. Amen. So if you came for where they show Bible on projector, quickly switch now. That's why we ushers hold Bible here. Amen. Amen. This is camp meeting. You look at it. And you use your writing materials to write too. Amen. It's not entertainment. Praise God. Up of Jesus. Amen. Good. All right, look at it in Revelation 12 verse 9. What did he say? Let's read it together. What? That what? That what? Called what? So who is that serpent? Are you seeing it now? So how did Moses write to us? He used figurative approach, right? He described the activity of serpent. Okay, look at Luke 10. Let me quickly show you something. We are still going to what is man who I'm just showing you scriptures. Go to Luke 10. So that you can see that it's the same Bible. Look at Luke 10. Verse 17. Let's start from verse 17. Are you there? I'll wait for you. Ruth, Luke 10, verse 17. Because of my time, I'll read it. It says, And the 70 again returned with joy, saying, Even the devils were subject of us unto their name. He now says in verse 18. Let's read it together. One, two, go. And behold, and he said unto them, I what? Behead what? Satan what? He now says in verse 19. Behold, I give unto you what? To tread upon what? Who is that serpent now? Does it make sense? All right. But you, if you don't know it from Genesis, hope you know that you will miss it. You will think it's just normal snake. Hope you know. That's why you have to have started your reading from where. That means that Genesis must have been very clear. Are you seeing it? All right. Now let's go back to Genesis 1.26. Because one thing we must quickly spot as I continue my study now, my time is fast spent so that I can... Look at what it says. It says, let us make man in our own image, after our likeness. Let him have dominion. In us, it's in verse 27. God created man in his image. We're going to be looking at that in this meeting, in his image. 
in the image of God created he, male, female, male and female created he them. Very, very spot on. Male and female created he them. Did you say confuse people? Change identity? Male and female created he them. So one thing we must quickly spot in Genesis account is that God was done with the earth before he created man. Man was the last creation of God. If you read from Genesis 1, the creation story, everything was already made available, then God now created man. How many of you observed that? He created man. So that implies, that means that man's function, man's identity is tied to the earth. Wherever people got that doctrine of, they are going to leave this earth to another world is a false doctrine. I know, I know, I know, you are quiet. Man's purpose, man's identity, man's function is tied to this earth. God finished the whole creation and now put man there then you now think you will live. Somebody now came in the 17th century with a concept of rapture that is not in the scripture. Your purpose, your identity is tied to this earth. That's why you must not die. Try as much as possible to live long. Though you will still die, but try as much as possible to live long. Because once you die, you are useless. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Once you die, you are useless. And they say, only the dead. That was why Hezekiah told them, the psalmist said, only the living can praise you, God. So life, you that you are alive today, is a miracle. It's a reason to thank God. Because it means I can still carry out my purpose on this earth. God created everything. The firmament, the heavens, everything. Then he now created man. And he put man over the head. That's why the psalmist even asks the question. He says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? So, who are we? One thing you must understand is that your purpose, your identity is tied to this place. You cannot fulfill your identity, your purpose, when you are dead. You can't. You cannot fulfill your purpose, your identity. In that place, they are telling you you are going to heaven. No, 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 no. It's here. It is here you are going to fulfill it. So your purpose, your, your God's plan for your life must be very clear. Look at Adam and Eve. What was their mission? Since they gave them the garden to dress it, to keep it, they knew their purpose was for this earth. So that means I must learn. Some people say the world will destroy. Which world? Which earth is destroying? Where did you hear that from? The earth is not destroying. The Bible says the earth is the full. It says the heaven is his throne. The earth is is full stool. 
Nothing is going to happen to this earth. Nothing. It is God's own. He created it for you and I. To fulfill our plan. His plan and his purpose. So, one thing you must understand is that when we don't even know what the earth is about, we don't even know our identity. So, we must first answer a question. What is this earth for? Abi, right? Abi is Yoruba, sorry. <laughs> right? Because if we don't know what the earth is for, we are going to lose our identity on the earth. That's why we will just be waking up in the morning, moving around, following the systems of the world. Oh, I'm a Pisces. I'm a this. I'm a that. Because you don't even know what the earth is for. What is this earth for? Why are you here? Why were you born? You know, I remember when I was younger, I, went, I asked my mother a question. I don't know if she will remember this. I said, ah. you know, when you are young, there are just questions you just have that they will just tell you, shut up. <laughs> don't question God. What if you had those questions? Don't say, shut up. Don't question God. You can't question God. Then you will not go and be doing the research yourself. And one of the questions that battled my mind for years is, ah, so ah, is this how we are going to be living life? We just live, you know, do everything and die. Because everybody is going to die. Even Methuselah died. <laughs> but the few years we have, what is it for? Okay, what is this earth really for? So, we have to find out. So, when we know what the earth is about, we know what man and who his purpose is. You will see in Genesis 6, you will see Genesis 6, the issue has always been about the earth. Genesis 11, Genesis 6, 11, Genesis 6, 13, the earth. So, that means man, cannot be read without being identified with the earth. Hope you know, it is man that owns the earth. That is why, whatever does not look like a man, we call it an alien. It means it's a stranger to this earth. I don't know if you know what, that's what that is it. So that means, you and I owns this earth. And look at how far we've gone with the earth. Just look at it. You see, just look at it. None of us came with anything. When you were born, you, were, you came empty. I mean, nothing. You just came crying. You didn't come with the chairs you're sitting down. You didn't come with aeroplane. You didn't come with hey hi. You didn't come with this building. You didn't come with the projector. You didn't come with the microphone, right? You didn't even come with the clothes you are wearing. So that means all the resources has been on this head. Man just has to find out. So man found out everything that is on this head. Somebody say, how did man found it? Out? Is that not God? It's to tell you that this is supernatural now. 
How do you explain the food you are eating? So I say it came from out of space. How? It's from the earth. It was manufactured. It was cooked. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that shows a lot of things are on this earth. That we have to find out. So, man cannot be identified without being identified with the earth. So that means the earth is tied to man's identity. Say the earth is tied to man's identity. So that means man's identity cannot be defined outside his understanding of what the earth is and how it is used by man. In Genesis 12, God told Abraham, all the families of the earth will be blessed through him, of the earth. In Numbers 14, verse 21, it says, the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Habakkuk 2, verse 14, it says, the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters covers the sea. So that means, this earth belongs to God. And God has given us. So that means we cannot rule out the head in God's plan. When you are thinking of God's plan, you cannot take away this head from it. You can't. Because He created the head, He put you in the head. So that means the head is with His plan. Right? You follow me to this point? Let me see your hands. Okay. So now, so that means the use of the earth takes away our individualism. And I will explain that as we progress in this conference or in this camp meeting. Individualism. So that means the use of the earth takes away our individualism. What is that individualism? Individualism is me, me, me. Me, me, me. And life has become so selfish. Everybody's thinking about me, 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 me. You even want to be in isolation. Some people are even angry that they invited them for a camp meeting. I don't just like people. I don't like people. That's individualism. And we're going to look at so many things that the devil is doing. The reason why somebody will just wake up in the morning and say, I don't like my I don't like my I don't like who I am again. Individualism. He's thinking about himself. He's not thinking about the general space of the earth. He's not thinking about the general space of the earth. He's not. So, this earth is all of us own, as well as it is God's own. It's just like a family. Let's use the word, let's use an example of a family. How many of you know? How many of you had that culture growing up? Where your parents will like all of you siblings to eat together. How many of you? How many of you had that culture? Cool. Oh wow, that's good. Even in America, good. All right. All right. Nice, nice. Let me see your hands again. Let me see. Oh, nice. You grew up in America? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> now see. That means. Do you notice what happens with that? If, I don't know if you, 
our firstborns. I don't know if you cheated your sibling. I did. Let me list my own. I, I cheated my own. I don't know if you would take the biggest meat. <laughs> what happens after you take it? You fight, right? Because you are not thinking of the other one. Party, right? Your other sibling will want you to share it what? Equally. equally. That's when you say, no, never. Me, share equally. Even me that I'm teaching you it, <laughs> that one, I will cheat Tony. I will still cheat Tony. <laughs> Just check. <laughs> but the person that I cheated the most in this life is favor. Ah, we fought. We did boxing, wrestling. We even said we we're going to throw yam on each other. We said we will break each other's head with cheer. Imagine breaking your pastor's head with cheer. <laughs> so, after, after this kind of meeting, you know who to. She led prayer so you can be, so I can be specific. <laughs> so you can be specific of who I'm talking about. <laughs> so, the use of the earth takes away our individualism. As critical as self-realization is to the very core of human existence, it can only be properly done via an understanding of the, creation, of the creator's plan. As critical as it is for us to, realize, to come to a self-realization, it can only be properly done by the understanding of the creator's plan in his conception for man and the earth. That means, even though you want to say, this is who I am, you can't understand who you truly are without knowing what God has it to be. So, there, how many of you, there are times in your life you just come to yourself and realize, I'm just not going to be talking to people again. I'm just... I'm just, uh, there's some people I'm not going to be texting anymore. I'm just going to be keeping to myself. I'm not going to be posting so much on my WhatsApp anymore. I just want to stay off people, you know. You're just, a lot of you just come into self-realizations. You're just planning to say, I'm just going to be more polite. Just greet somebody. Hi. Instead of, how if there before you just hug somebody say, hi. Say, hi. We say, greet 10 people in camp meeting. Hi. Stand up. Let's worship the Lord. You sit down. You're not following. That shows, that's a selfish attitude. We are all standing, worshiping God. You sit down. That's part of it. That's part of it. You're not on crutches. You're not in the wish here. We are saying, let's worship God. You sat down. Are you seeing that we are missing it? You sat down. You're not even scared. You're not on crutches. You're not on the wheelchair. You're not in the hospital. You're not having arthritis. Now, you everywhere is quiet. As critical as self-realization is, you must understand that if you don't come to that realization of God's plan, you will miss it. You will miss it. Why am I here? So who am I? Who really are we, brethren? 
Who are we? How many of you are curious to answer, to, to know this question? Who are we? Why am I on this earth? Why am, why am I born? Why did God put me here? Some of you might wonder, eh, my parents were just having fun. That's why I was born. No. <laughs> no. You're already born. Hallelujah. That is why the concept of human rights teaches freedom as there is an unlimited desire in man to be free. A lot of us wants to be free. Everybody wants freedom. I'm just giving an introduction this month, this evening. We'll pick it up in this conference. A lot of us want freedom. Freedom for what? What is exactly chasing us? We don't just like when people are in a space. I want my freedom. I want my freedom. Even in church, I want my freedom. Why should the usher tell me to sit down here? I want my freedom. At work, why is the boss too controlling? I want my freedom. What exactly is chasing us? What exactly? And it's in that freedom. I can do what I want. I can do. I can, I can, th- I can, I'm my own man. I can do whatever I can do. That is what has driven a lot of us to a wrong identity. What exactly is chasing us, brethren? What are we trying to be free from? So that means there's a bondage in our minds we are trying to break free from. We just feel like, I'm not free. Even in church, I'm not free. At home, I'm not free. There's that cry in our hearts when we're younger. Now I miss my mother's food. Now I don't wish, I wish I'm home. There's just that kind of, I want to leave home. I want to leave home. Now you have left home. Now life has done on you. (laughs) Now that you are now, now that you are even left home, you are still waiting, you are are still crying for more freedom. Freedom from what exactly? That has now driven many of us to a wrong identity. I'm just... (laughs) What I'm doing is I'm just touching things here and there that we're going to address in this camp meeting. Amen. We're going to have a great time. So that means freedom cannot be left merely to man's imagination. Put that down. It can't be left to your imagination. It can't be without borders. No, 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 it can't be. So that means a modern-day test for freedom and quest for uniqueness. I want to be unique. <laughs> There's another cry of people. I want to be unique. I'm just unique in my own way. I just want to be unique. The, and a lot of teachings in the body of Christ, dare to be different. They will preach you good. Dare to be there. Brethren, you are not the way you should be because you are there. Your palm of your hands. Nobody can get your fingerprint. This and that. So you two are feeling yourself like, yeah. <laughs> Nobody can get it. Oh, yeah. And you are just craving for that uniqueness. Do you notice something? When everybody was born, everybody comes the same way. Except it is not, except it is a miracle. I mean, now there's now ICU, different, um, is it ICU? NICWI. Is it NICWI? NICU. You know, different things. There's now artificial inseminations, different um, means for people to be born now, surrogacy. But do you notice that? Man is born the same way. And they come out the same way. <laughs> 
and they come out that such that if you do not cry, they will beat you to cry. You know, that alone has taken a uniqueness away from us that we are all the same. So what is now different about us? What is different between the person sitting beside you and you? Let me tell you the difference. The exposure. What you grew up with. The background. Man is a product of influence. We're going to look at so many things in this conference, in this camp meeting. We're going to look at the heads. We're going to look at man. So every human being collapses into a group. Man has one singular identity. No matter how we look, no matter our color, you can be white, you can be black, you can be Caucasian, you can be everything, you can be purple, you can be anything. We have one singular identity. No matter how we look, no matter where we are born from, no matter our experiences, we have one singular identity. So individualism cannot produce fulfillment that comes with humanity. That plan that you want to be, you want to be unique. You want to be, I just, I want to be my own man. I'm my own man. And we're going to look at our worldview. What is man? So as we approach more light in this camp meeting, who are we? Why are we born? Why are we on this earth? Are we where are we going to when we die? Some people think that there's a special place that people are returning to. <laughs> we we'll trust God that if there's time in this community, we'll look at it. Amen. Because a lot of people are rushing to die so that they can go somewhere. <laughs> and when they now die, they now find out that there's no really anywhere. <laughs> some people say, just let me die. You know, some of you have said those stupid statements before. I just want to die. So that I can just, at least, I will just go somewhere. Where, where, where? Where exactly? Because when God created man, he put you here, not somewhere else. He put you here. <laughs> he put you here, not somewhere else. He created everything and put you here. So where exactly are you going? I'm coming to challenge your theology in this camp meeting. <laughs> Amen. So when Peter asked, when Jesus asked that question, who do men say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. This is for flesh and blood. Jesus now told him, ah, ah, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Hallelujah. So who are we? Who am I? Am I created to be unique? Play for me at close. Am I created to be unique? Am I created to be unique? What does God have for me? Every human being, every group of people has one singular identity.
one singular identity. How we look, how we dress, the color of our hair, our mind, everything remains unhorthered. And let me tell you something. God's plan for humanity has not changed. It has not changed. God's plan for humanity has not changed. So people can be forming, I'm homosexual. I am a lesbian. I'm a gay. I'm a this. I'm a that. God's plan for the earth has not changed. And you see, why are we studying this at this time? As we progress into more scientific development in the world, the devil, let me tell you one of the things that the devil is doing in our today's world, especially in the United States of America that we are in, is bringing up new things, new things, new things to confuse your identity. But because you came for this camp meeting, you have gone 10 steps ahead of him. Hallelujah. You have gone 10 steps ahead of him. I, I, I used to tell you something. In 2013, 2014, 2012, if you watch Netflix, you will find where a man or a, and a man or a woman and a woman is marrying each other. It was very minimal. But watch it. From 2013, 14 downwards, even a scene that it is not related, they will put it there. Do you know what it's doing for you? I told you. Man is a product of him, and I told you something. Every information is backed up by spirits. They wanted us to accept it. You know, then you say, heal. Now, it's a normal thing. That means we have embraced it. So, do you know what will happen? You don't think you are neutral. You can say, ah, never, me, I'm a man for sure. Mm -mm, don't think you are that neutral. You are surrounded with so many informations around you. We now celebrate Pride Months. We celebrate so many things now in our world. You know, in the early 2012, 2013, there was nothing like Pride Month. Even if there was, it wasn't as loud like this. So that means it's not stopping anytime soon. We are in to see the glory of God. And we are going to rescue a lot of men who have. It's not. It's not a. It's not, they, they are not, we are not condemning them. That's why we had that material. You can lay your hands on it. There's nothing wrong with you. We are not condemning people. No, 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 no. It's just the devil who gave them a false impression of themselves. Are you getting what I'm saying? Our work is to rescue them, especially younger people. We're going to be doing so much. And I want you to take these instructions very carefully. These are not the times to joke with questions of young people. Don't just tell them, keep quiet. Mm -mm. If they don't know, quickly bring them to church. We are going to look at the essence of the local church in this conference. Bring them to church so that there are questions, especially the right one, where questions are answered. Because I remember I had a professor some years ago who told me. He said, I'm a Buddhist now. I said, why? 
He said, because I went to church and they, they chased me away for asking too many questions. I said, ask me the question. He said, it's too late. I said, Professor, sir, ask me. He said, it's too late. We are not going to reject the questions of men. We are going to answer them supernaturally. We will qualify to young people and tell young people, this is who God has made you to be. We will tell even our friends, our age mates, our colleagues, men hold that this is who God has made them to be. So that concept of individualism, that modern day test for freedom, for uniqueness, it's not God. If it is not handled properly, it's not God. In this camp meeting, we're we are just, I'm just giving you an introduction. There's so much the Lord will want us to see in this camp meeting. Favor led us in prayer. She said that our focus is aligned. That we are not distracted on who we are. Listen to me, brethren. You are a man. You are a woman. You are him and you are a she. You are not a day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And we're going to look at it more. We're going to look at it more. So many things that the Lord will show us in this meeting. You will see God's plan for your life on this earth, clear. Because God's plan for a life of a man is supernatural. You don't know your plan by just being born. No, it is an encounter. That was why. What happened to Jacob? Bible says he wrestled with God and he had great power with God. What happened? His name was changed from Jacob to Israel, identity. He came to the true realization of who he was. Look at Abraham. What happened to Abraham? Abraham was an idol worshiper till he had an encounter with God. Because when the Bible says, and heathen, and heathen means an idol worshiper. Till God said, Abraham, move pack your bag, leave this city to a city I will show you and encounter. And his identity was made known to him. What happened to the disciples of Jesus? Upon the month of transfiguration, even Jesus asked them a question, who do you say I am? Because if you don't know who Christ is, who God is, what his purpose and the plan of the head is, you can't know who you are. That in this camp meeting, our eyes will open. We will see as He sees. We will hear God as He hears. Our hearts will comprehend the riches of His glory in this meeting. That our minds will behold the wondrous truth of His word. That we will never have a false identity. That in this camp meeting, we will have supernatural encounters of who we are. Our true identity will reveal, be revealed to us. We will see God's plan for our lives and we will say, this is it. I'll share you a story. I remember quite some years ago, as we close now, I came to a church service like this and um, they were asking us in service. I don't think that's the best things to do anyway in a church, but they, they did it that day. They were asking us, 
were very young, very, very young. They were asking us, what do you want to become in life? Everybody was talking. Everybody was saying things. So I was a doctor, professor, this and that. So I stood up. And I said, everybody is saying different things. Me, I'm not too good like that. I said, me, I will just... I just even said it jokingly. I said, I want to be a preacher. Ah. Everybody laughed because, you know, the unserious member in the church. It's like... (laughs) It's like the unserious member in the church saying he wants to be a preacher. And the woman said, shut up everybody. You that boy, come here. And she laid her hands on me. And that's why I'm here today. I believe I caught purpose that day. Hallelujah. I believe it. I, I still remember that day. I wore a blue linen native. I was still very young. I will never forget. I was telling the woman... Um, last year, January, I told her, I said, you know, you laid hands on me and my life changed. She said, there's no way I will lay hands on you and your life will not change. I believe that day I caught purpose. And this camp meeting, all of you, those who are coming, those who are watching us online, everyone will catch their true realization of who they are. In the name of Jesus. Be blessed. Be on your feet, let's pray in the Holy Ghost a bit. So in this meeting, you are sensitive, right? In the Holy Ghost meetings, we are sensitive, right? Because directions will be made known to us, right? So as we progress in Holy Ghost meetings, we'll just be receiving directions of, oh, why not go in that direction? Why not go in that line, right? Because that might be God talking to you, right? Right, guys? Why not go in this direction? Words will come on us. And those things will come to us and say, why not do this? And we'll just see a realignment back. You know, people let us in. I, do, I, I really love the way we started this campaign. I believe that was God's. People said there was, they say focus. They say real. And the choir sang it that our focus is sharpened. That we are not distracted. So in the course of these next five days, please be in the spirit. Be sensitive. This is not time for strife. This is not time to be fighting somebody. This is not time to be hugging with somebody. This is not time to be to be playing around. You came for a serious business to understand who you are. See, there is nothing as dying and dying and knowing and when you are about dying and regretting that you did not do what God has called you to do. It's a useless life. How many of you want to die and not be fulfilled? How many? None of you. So in this camp meeting, we will catch our true fulfillment. What God wants us to do. Why are we on this earth? Who are we? Why are we here? Why were we born this time? You know, that's another question. Why were we not born in the ancient world? Why this generation? We're going to answer those questions in the course of this camp meeting. And our lives will be changed. I know. The folks we go in this camp meeting, our lives will change. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. What somebody says, you know, we said individualism is gone. We are one family now, right? What somebody says, let's agree together in prayer. Agree together in prayer. Agree together in prayer. Pray, pray. That you find out who you are. Hallelujah. 
why are we holding ourselves to pray remember i just taught you individualism is not it right that god's plan is collective so we are praying for one another and pray for the person beside you like you will pray for yourself wait 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 that we come to a true identity we come in contact with our reality we come to a supernatural identity open your mouth and pray let's pray let's turn this place to a prayer ground lift your voice and pray the families will be changed children will be changed pray in the holy ghost 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 Pray, 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 pray. That you come to a true identity. A supernatural contact. Encounters of the spirit. Pray for yourself. 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 